Let me encourage you to grab your Bible right now, if you can, and uh, turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Once you've found that, if you would stand to your feet, if you're able, and we're going to read John chapter 1, beginning in verse number 1, still focusing on the Lord Jesus and how He came. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse number 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. Look at this verse, verse number 4. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him... To them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Let's pray once more. Lord, we do ask that You meet with us in this next moment. And we've just read about Your birth and the two accounts in Luke and as well as in Matthew. And we understand that surrounding Your birth there was great turmoil and tension. But um, Lord, we also were able to discern from this passage we've just read that there was great darkness spiritual darkness among the hearts of folks around the world. And you came to be that light and to to draw men to yourself. And even tonight, as we look at these verses and we look at the light of Christmas, I trust that uh, each of us will leave here stirred, encouraged, and thankful for the light that came into this world uh, for us. And Father, I pray that over the next few moments you give me the right words to say. I pray that there's clarity understanding through the preaching of your word. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. The title of tonight's message is The Light of Christmas. Immediately following tonight's service, my family and I will be embarking on a yearly tradition that we have done since I was a a little boy and uh, basically done it every year, and that is going to see Christmas lights. How many of you like to go see Christmas lights? There's something about Christmas lights that are just enjoyable, right? Uh, There is something about them that's just so beautiful. I remember when I was younger, um, I, I would see people that would just stare at the glow of these Christmas lights. And as a young boy, you'd just kind of say... They're just Christmas lights. What's so different about them? But now I feel as I've gotten older, there's uh, a better appreciation for these lights and uh, just the glow and ambiance around a a home or even on the platform this evening. 
as we think of uh, just these lights that surround us. And I think as uh, as uh, we think of lights, not only are they enjoyable, but light is critical to life. Light is critical to life. Without life, without the sun, there would be no life. We wouldn't have plants. We wouldn't. Uh, we really wouldn't even be here, right? Uh, we uh, we rely on light and even the light from the sun so that we can operate. So without light, there is no life. God knew that this was a very uh, vital element to uh, our world, and that is why in Genesis chapter three, really the very first thing that God created from nothing was light. The Bible says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Before he made anything, he made light. Light is vital to our physical life, but it's also vital to our spiritual life. Jesus is the true light. As we've just read, Jesus is the light of life. And, and so tonight, it is important that if we are to thrive and be able to live spiritually, we must be in direct connection and uh, be um, uh, out in the open for Jesus' light to shine in us. We can thrive and grow in our spiritual walks. At one time, we were dead in our trespasses and sin. Without Jesus Christ, we still would be. Perhaps there's some in here tonight, you've never called on the Lord Jesus Christ to save you from your sins. You still are dead in your trespasses and sin. But you can invite the light of Christmas, Jesus Himself, to be your Savior and to give you then life and hope. Without the Lord Jesus Christ's coming, there would be no faith for any of us. Without the Lord Jesus Christ coming, there would be certainly no hope for any of us. We would be running around, perhaps like chickens with our heads cut off, just uh, wandering about and living our own selfish lifestyles and and a bunch of uh, chaos. There would be no peace. Certainly, our world still desires to have peace uh, globally, but if you do not know Jesus, you do not know peace. So Jesus offers peace in what He has accomplished on the cross. I think of folks as I've uh, knocked doors here in Stratford and even beyond in other uh, states and areas of the globe. I uh, have come across people that live in fear of what is going to take place in eternity for them. They've never opened the Scriptures to find the hope that is in Christ Jesus. And they go day to day Bearing a burden of unrest and worry and fear because they choose to not put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus offers peace. It is the light of Jesus that keeps the blessed hope of eternal life alive for every single one of us. Tonight, as we look at this element of light, I want us, as just a way of introduction, I want to share with you seven properties of light. I'll just go through these quickly, and then uh, we'll dive into a couple of these uh, more in depth here in just a moment. Seven properties of light. Light, number one, is constant. Light is constant. Light always travels at 299,792,458 meters per second. 
That's the official speed of light. It never goes any faster. It never goes any slower. Light is constant. Light is incorruptible. You can't dirty light. Light is light. Light dominates darkness. It never succumbs to darkness. It's never able to over, uh, uh, darkness is never able to overcome light. Light naturally takes the place of idle darkness. Number four, light never fails. Number five, light makes all things visible. Light makes things understandable. How many of you ever been, uh, uh, driving or perhaps uh, going about your house and maybe you looked in the corner of a room or something like that or maybe you're driving down the road and you're thinking, what is that ahead? I can't, I can't identify what that object is and all of a sudden you get closer and your headlights in your car or perhaps a flashlight on your phone is uh, shown in the corner and all of a sudden you see what you uh, are now able to understand. Number seven, Light makes life possible, as we just spoke about. While these are properties of the physical light that we see around us, I believe that they're also represented in our Lord Jesus Christ as well. That He is constant. He will never fail. He is immutable. He will never change. He is incorruptible. He will never sin. You will never find any darkness within Him. He will always dominate darkness. He makes all things visible. He reproves the world of sin. He shows us where we have trespassed against our holy God. It is His light that directs us. Tonight I want to highlight three properties of this light that will help us gain a further insight into the light of Christmas. Number one, I want us to see that light dominates. Light dominates. Look at verse number 5 of the text we just read in John chapter 1, verse number 5. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That word comprehended simply means to, uh, uh, to lay hold of or to grasp understanding. And so uh, folks that were alive in the, in the ter- time of Jesus as He came to this earth and as He ministered to folks, they were not able to understand and fully grasp the purity and the power of their Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Even today as we go about our life, People look at the church and are puzzled at what takes place. People look at Christians and scratch their heads and say, there is certainly something different about them. Light dominates. And it is amazing the power even a little bit of light has in darkness. If you've ever been in perhaps maybe the auditorium here when the lights are out or maybe in your own homes where there's uh, no outside light shining in and all it takes is but a simple phone screen or maybe a little uh, screen on your watch or something like that to light up and just that little bit of light can expel a lot of darkness. Darkness will never overcome the light. When Jesus came to this earth, He was so pure that He dominated the hearts of even the darkest people. So much so that even today, everyone has to ask themselves, what do I do with Jesus? What do I do with Jesus? Some have decided to term Him as a prophet, and that alone. Some have decided to say, well, I don't even think that Jesus even existed. 
or some say he's just merely a historical figure, but everybody in history has to determine what are they going to do with Jesus. Jesus is even the central point of our history. He is a polarizing figure throughout time who, uh, who came and changed the world and used uh, 12 men to turn the world upside down. And even the most carnal of hearts can feel conviction after preaching about Jesus. So light dominates. Jesus has dominated our culture. He has uh, dominated the darkness of this world. And many have been saved because of the light that he offers. But secondly, I want us to see that light directs. Light directs. Look with me at chapter 1, verse number 9. That was the true light. This is Jesus. That, uh, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world Proper light has the ability to show things to us that we couldn't see before. On uh, Sunday mornings in particular, I wake up quite early to try to get here for the 8.15 service. And uh, sometimes my family is still asleep. And so I'll try to get ready with the lights out. And I'll uh, go into the, the restroom, try to look into the mirror and stand over the sink and, and try to do my hair and things like that. And then I'll go outside and... Uh, it'll be brighter or perhaps even I'll get here to the church and I'll uh, be able to turn lights on and I'll see, oh, my hair is a little bit out of place or I'll see a major blemish with on my face. And so light has the ability to direct me and show me where I have shortcomings. But light also has the ability to give you direction to get things right. See, light does not just simply show us what is wrong. Light has the ability then to give us clarity moving forward. And so Jesus, as He writes in His Word, He gives us clarity on how to navigate this life. And the Bible says that He is the true light, which lighteth every man. And every person that has lived on this earth has had an opportunity where they could seek the light. We talked this morning about uh, those that seek God with all their heart will find God. He will make Himself known. The problem is many do not seek the direction that He offers. In understanding and even using proper light, it can produce great comfort and assurance. I have had many times where I've tried to navigate my home in the dark. And one of the worst things, not the worst, but one of the worst things, is when you're walking and all of a sudden you don't have enough light and you stub your toe. How many of you are with me? All right? And all of that could have been spared had you just had a little bit of light to direct you. And you're trying to feel your way around and you got your arms out trying to make sure that you're not going to bump into anything. And lo and behold, size 12 shoes, they bump right into something. And I, I, I scream and wince in pain at uh, the, um, uh, the, the, the uh, uh, stubbing of my toe. When we have light, there's comfort and assurance. Knowing that where I am walking is a safe path. When God offered us salvation, when God gives us instruction in His Word, He tells us sometimes what the consequences are when we trespass against Him and His law. 
We find other times where uh, there is joy and delight. There's hope and there's peace when we follow Him. And so, when we follow the light, we can be comforted. As I mentioned earlier, there are many that walk in the darkness. They do not desire to know Christ, their personal Lord and Savior. Because of that, they wander with the, un- the idea of what will happen in eternity. They just hope that they will just cease to exist and that there really is no afterlife. That's their best thought that they can come up with. But many need to understand this truth and perhaps even in this room tonight, there's somebody that needs to follow the direction of the Lord and being saved and and calling upon God to save you. And finally, not only does uh, light uh, uh, dominate darkness and light directs us and gives us comfort and assurance, but number three, I want us to see that light duplicates. Light duplicates. Look with me at John chapter 1, verse number 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Fun fact, tomorrow night, the moon will uh, be in the full moon stage. It will be completely uh, uh, full and, and uh, will be very bright. I remember just a, a few months ago, the, the uh, moon being out there. I remember looking out uh, my back window of my house and being able to see pretty much every detail of my backyard and uh, just thinking, wow, the moon is really shining bright uh, tonight and uh, tomorrow, uh, Lord willing, if the cloud coverage is available, uh, you will see the moon showing great light in darkness. But the moon does not have light that emits directly from itself, but rather it reflects the light from the sun. The moon itself does not put out light. It reflects the light from the sun. And that's how we are able to see the different phases of the moon based upon the positioning of the moon and the sun around our earth. And so uh, as we understand this, as we look at this passage in chapter 12, the Bible says that as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. We have the ability to reflect as Christians the light of our Savior. It is said that a sun is sometimes called a spitting image, or can I say this, a reflection of their parent. There's kind of a game going on a little bit in our house about who does Danielle look more alike uh, to my wife or to myself. And now Hudson, same thing as he's developing. I get split answers. Oh, he definitely looks like you. Or no, he definitely looks like your wife. And uh, and so there's a little bit of, of a game here. But when we believe on the name of Jesus for salvation, God gives us the power, or can I say this, the ability to reflect Him in this world. We take the position much like the moon and that we are able to glean the light from the sun. The moon gleans it from the S-U-N. We glean from the S-O-N. And we are able to reflect His light in this dark world. But we must be walking in the light. The Bible says walk in the light as He is in the light. And so it is in connection to our Lord Jesus Christ that we are able to have light and that we are able to share light. 
I've had many a times where I've come to this church on a Saturday morning and uh, we've been here for our soul winning meetings and my heart wasn't here. I was far from the Lord. I did not have pure motives. And there was almost a dread to go out and knock doors. Shame on me. Why? Because I was not in direct connection to the Lord. Sure, I'm saved. Sure, I know I'm on my way to heaven. But I have strayed far from what God's perfect will is for my life. I have strayed from the light. I'm not walking in the light. Even though I am a part of His, uh, His child, I was not walking in the light as I should have. And so therefore, I was not going to be a great witness or a reflection of His light. And I hope today during these, uh, these upcoming uh, holidays that as you're with family, as you're with friends, you'll no doubt discern the environment that you're in. And be able to discern, are my friends, are my family members, do they know the Lord Jesus Christ? And perhaps you will be the only glimpse of light that they see. They may never step foot in church. They may never have somebody from a church knock on their door and show them Scripture. They may never be going to a gas pump and have somebody give them a track. But God has allowed you to be with them and you to spend fellowship with them. And you are the only glimpse, you're the only reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ that they will see this holiday season. And let me encourage you, if you are going away, make sure that you're walking in the light. Make sure that you're connected to the Savior. Make sure that you uh, go boldly and that you share the loving truth of our Savior with those. I'd like to encourage our men to get ready here in just a moment. What's going to take place this evening is we have our candlelight services we've done every year. And these men are going to come down in just a moment. I want to encourage you to grab your candle. And the folks that are on the end aisles of each of the sections, the Rasha will walk by and they will light your candle. As they light your candle, please turn to the person next to you and light that candle and make sure that everybody within your row has had that candle lit. This is really symbolic of the very message that we preach tonight. And just as these men are giving out this light, just as these men are, are passing it, you yourself are passing it to your neighbor. And I hope that this Christmas season you desire to take the light of Christmas. You would desire to take the Lord Jesus Christ to those around you. You guys can uh, begin doing that.